Do you like boys with wings or maybe horns or tails? Maybe you're into scales. Perhaps you want to be the lizard queen. Do you find yourself attracted to fictional characters like maybe vampires? Do werewolves make you cream? Uh, then welcome to our podcast. This is the place for you. Freaks and geeks are welcome and weebs will take you to to see you in it's, your voice. It's so nice to see your voice. It is nice huh. to hear you, see you, smell you. Mm. I, wish, I wish I could be near you, but I this know. will do for now. I know. It's been so long, my friend. I know. I know. You left in like March? Is that when yeah, you left? I left April. April. The end of April. Blah. Blah. I know been too long um so you have things you want to talk about today I don't know what they are <laughs> do you want to tell me I do yeah so I figured we could start off you're gonna hear some clickety clacking because uh, I have a new book that I wanted to propose to you that we okay. read next I forgot the title of it <laughs> so I had to google it but I found it um, so would you like to first talk about the book that you are reading right now oh, that you yeah. wanted to share with me? Absolutely, I would. Okay, so right now I am reading a book called The Good Luck Girls by Charlotte Nicole Davis. I went to the bookstore um, a little while ago and I bought a bunch of books and among the books that I bought, I wanted to buy more books by authors who are people of color. Um, I realized that a lot of the books that I read are written by white women, um, and I, I, I wasn't intentionally buying books specifically by white women, but I realized I, I just haven't been um, very diverse in my reading selection, so I wanted to change that, and I bought this book by um, this author, Charlotte Nicole Davis, and she, this is her first book, which I didn't realize when I bought it, um, but yeah, this is her first novel, and she lives in Brooklyn, and um, the book is really, really good. It is set in, it's like a Western setting, but it's a Western fantasy. So the premise of the book is that these girls live in a welcome house, which is like a brothel. And... They didn't choose to be there, but they were forced to be there because there are two sects of people. There are people called the Fair Bloods, and there are people who are called the Dust Bloods. You and, and me. Dust... <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and the, the Dust Bloods um, don't have shadows because they were cursed like hundreds of years ago or something like that. And they are considered to be, like, lowly in society. And a lot of them are owned by the Fairbloods. Classic. And, yeah. So it's a little bit of a metaphor for slavery. So that's really interesting to read about in the book. Um, I, I'm really liking it so far. So the Dustbloods, uh, which our main character, her name is Aster, 
and her little sister Clementine. They are dust bloods and they live in this brothel. The reason why they live there is because their parents had to sell them to the brothel when they were younger because they didn't have enough money to feed the rest of their family and they thought that if they lived in this brothel, even though they would have to do horrible, unspeakable things, at least they would have a place to sleep and food to eat. So a lot of the Dustbloods that don't live in brothels or are not owned, they just die out on the streets because they have no access to like clean water or food. And it's really awful. Um, so they, on Clementine's 16th birthday, she is sold at auction, and she is expected to have her lucky night, which a lucky night is when the like men will buy these girls and they take their virginity from them, um, and that's their like introduction into the brothel. So before they're sixteen, they work basically as slaves and um, like clean and cook and um, like keep the brothel running for the girls who are actually like working at the brothel like who are being like sold into prostitution so it's a it's a young adult novel but it is definitely more adult themed yeah um but the writing is so beautiful and like pulls you just just in it it just sucks you right in so what happens on the first the first uh in like part of the story is that clementine is sold in auction she's waiting for her lucky night Um, yeah (laughs) and this big brute of a man comes in and he's got a giant ginger beard and he's not anything like clementine imagined and he's really aggressive and he starts to choke clementine and clementine is freaking out and telling him no stop i don't want this and he says well i bought you you know you have to show me a good time And so she grabs the lamp on the bedside table and cracks it over his head and knocks him out, and then he doesn't wake up. And so the story starts there where Aster has to help her little sister Clementine escape, and they've always wanted to escape the brothel, and they'd never realized that this would be how they escape, but they bring a group of girls with them, and the story sets off with this group of women who were forced into prostitution traveling across the like desert to get to this place where they will be safe that sounds lit as fuck dude it is amazing and the whole time though Fallon like that's just the story but there is all of these fantastical elements like beasts and crazy creatures that have fangs and horns and like you know they're they're roaming the desert they have to watch out for them and rattlesnakes and there's actually a sentence that I just read that I I want to read to you um that I thought like perfectly um captured the essence of this book like the way that it is written oh here it is okay There were tarantulas the size of a wagon wheel and bats big enough to carry off a baby goat, rattletails, copperheads, black-fanged skinks. So that's just like a little description of what they go through. Um, But it's so good, and the characters are so rich, and I am just really enjoying it. It's just such a yummy read. I'm really liking it. Bro, oh my god. Well, shit, maybe I should read that first. Okay, so my book (laughs) seems like chum change compared to that. But, I mean, before I say that, I I have also been reading a fantasy western. What? As well. 
I started reading the Gunslinger series. <gasps> By Stephen King. Yes. What do you think? Have you read them? No, I haven't, but Brady has, and he really likes them. Bitch. Oh my god, Paris. Paris, my Are they friend. Good? <laughs> They're really good. So I'm only like in the first, uh, I just finished the first like section of the very first book, um, The Gunslinger, and Roland, our main daddy character, what a hottie fucking thoughty dude. Like, he <laughs> is a main is number that the one guy daddy. Who's played by Idris Elba in the movie? Yes. Ugh. Yes. Ooh. He's. So he is such a good character and like I don't even know anything about him. Like but I'm here I am here for this journey with him. <laughs> I'm ready to partake. Uh the I don't want to like spoil any of it, like any of it. Um but it, yeah, it's Yeah, I mean it's have you seen wonderful. The movie? No, I have not. I've not seen the movie. Okay. And I my so my mom referred me this series to me. She's like I, I started reading it in high school and I was not into it. And now that I am cultured, <laughs> um, <laughs> she she sent it to me again, and she was like, "Have you started reading? Have you started reading? Have you started reading? Fell and read the books." And so I finally did. And uh, she says that the movies like are, are nothing like the the yeah like they can't compare. And I mean, like everyone always says that. Um, like for, for all movie adaptations, yeah. they don't compare <laughs> to the books. But um, she's adamant about the book superiority. Um, that Brady said the same thing. I mean, a lot of, like you said, a lot of people say that, like, oh, the, the movie's never as good as the book, which oftentimes it's not. But mm -hmm. Brady said that the movies um, are not very accurate, not, like, true to the books. Mm -hmm. So, what, yeah. what was your book called? Is it a series? Oh, no, I think it's just a standalone book. Okay. Um, I haven't finished it yet, so I don't know if it, like, leads off into a second book. But it is called The Good Luck Girls the Good Luck by Girls. Charlotte Nicole Davis. I want to read it. I I think you'd really like exciting. it. Yeah, that the, sounds the awesome. The writing is just, it's so good. It just sucks you right in, and she's so descriptive, and I just, I think the story is really intriguing. Like, it's just, it's really fun. I mean, even though it's, it's like, a very heavy topic, the, like, it, it's full of action, so yeah. you're, like, always entertained. Mm, that sounds wonderful. I'm really excited. Um, and 10 out of 10 would recommend uh, the Gunslinger series as okay. well. I think sure. um, Brady's bringing a few books with him when we go to Pittsburgh, and I think those are some of the books that he's going to bring with him, so Take I that. definitely want to read them when yes, we're there. Yes, please. Okay, so our the next book that I'm proposing that we do a joint read on, unless <laughs> it is the Gunslinger series, which I would not be opposed to, because <laughs> uh, Daddy Roland, I mean, and he's making love to bitches, too, you know? He's oh. sexing it. There's no descriptiveness, <laughs> but like... It's still, it was like tender and lovely. Anyway, okay. So this book that I found, I literally just Googled like erotic fantasy, please. My and God. Google shat her out at me. Ugh, this bitch okay. has five stars on um, Amazon. She has a, I think four out of five on Goodreads, which is incredible. Because Goodreads is no joke. Yeah, high ratings. Yeah, sounds, high, okay. high ratings. It is called, you're going to love this title, From Blood and Ash <laughs> by Jennifer L. Ar Armin Trout. That is not your real name. Are you kidding me? Rachel no, Finger Trough. That, that's my, that's my <laughs> name. So, okay, a little Armin backstory. Armin Trout? What? Just really, really quick. A backstory. Fallon and I have 
we do some characters on the radio occasionally. Mm -hmm. Our friend Cooper has a radio show, and oftentimes we will feature on it and just do wild, fun, crazy characters. And one night, we decided that we would be fantasy romance authors, and my fantasy romance author's alias, her name that she goes by, is Rachel Fingertroff. What was yours? I don't I remember don't what remember yours was. It changes, but I do have, uh, I used to write poetry in high school, and uh, <laughs> my pen name was Dolores L. Day, because oh. I was taking Spanish, and Dolores was on the list of eligible names that I could be called in Spanish class, and so I said, Senya, I'd like to be called Dolores Senia said, I will call you Lola because Dolores means pain and suffering. And oh. I said, say no more. So now Dolores <laughs> is like the name that I give all of my video game characters um, because I bring that pain and suffering, you know. And I so Dolores L. Day for me was pain and suffering all day. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag deep. Like 16 year old Fallon, she was in it. Yeah. I, I think she was actually, like, a feels. terrible poet, but, like, whatever. <laughs> God, if you have access to your poetry from when you were 16, I would love to read that. That, like, hurts my soul, but I'll do it. I will do it for you. I will <laughs> resurrect, because that account's still active. Oh, um, my God. <laughs> yeah. Wow. We'll do it. One for a treat. For a treat. Um, we will do that. So, uh, I will read the description. Okay. of this book that I have here on Amazon. I really don't know much about this book. It was not uh, referred to me by anyone because I have no other friends besides you. Um, and so I'm just like, <laughs> you know. Okay, so captivating and action-packed from blood and ash is a sexy, addictive, and unexpected fantasy perfect for fans of Sarah J. Mass and Laura Thalassa, who I don't know who Laura is, but I know who my girl Sarah is. Okay. Mm -hmm. A maiden, chosen from birth to usher in a new era, Poppy's life has never been her own. The life of a maiden is solitary, never to be touched, never to be looked upon, never to be spoken to, never to experience pleasure. Waiting for the day of her ascension, she would rather be with the guards fighting back the evil that took her family than preparing to be found worthy by the gods. But the choice has never been hers. A duty. The entire kingdom's future rests on Poppy's shoulders, something she's not even quite sure she wants for herself. Because a maiden has a heart, a soul, a longing, and when Hawk, a golden-eyed guard, honor-bound to ensure her ascension, enters her life, destiny and duty become tangled with desire and me. <laughs> He incites her anger, classic, making her question everything she believes in and tempts her with the forbidden. A kingdom forsaken by the gods and feared by mortals, a fallen kingdom is rising once more, determined to take back what they believe is theirs through violence and vengeance. And as the shadow of those cursed draws closer, the line between what is forbidden and what is right becomes blurred. Poppy is not only on the verge of losing her heart and being found unworthy by the gods, but also her life when every blood-soaked thread that holds her world together begins to unravel. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. So wow. uh, it seems quite exciting, uh, and I thought it was a good fit, a good fit for us for fantasy. Yes. Time. 
Absolutely. I'm also, I have it pulled up, and I'm reading that a lot of people are saying, like, if you like Sarah J. Moss, which we do. Do. You know her? You like her? You like that um, author? You know, I was on the fence, but I think I would be more interested in, uh, you know, in in reading more of her genre, I guess. Yeah, I'd be yeah. open to that. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, so if you if you enjoy Sarah J. Moss, which sounds like you, you, you know, are kind of indifferent, yeah, yeah. but like, eh, okay, <laughs> then uh, you'd like this book, which I, uh, you know, I, f- I feel like I would. I'm, I'm looking right now on Amazon on how to get it, and it's, I can get it on my Kindle, um, which I think I will do, because I can get it instantly on my Kindle instead Excellent. of having to order it. Also, it's five ninety nine for Kindle and fourteen eighty seven for a paperback. Yeah, that's so, kind of a lot. I'm going to look on Thrift Books. Uh, please sponsor us. Um, because that is <laughs> the way to go for me. I mean, can like, you get can you get it on your Kindle on Thrift Books? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. I oh. I would probably just pay full price for the Kindle edition because I definitely do not ever pirate books on the internet. That is illegal and it's not Ellen good. Has- never done that I ever, do not do that once. no that is bad I well <laughs> obey the law always <laughs> well you know what I will um charge my kindle because I think it's dead and uh I'll buy that this afternoon oh it's like 5.99 shit Kindle, so. well I'm excited well I uh I'm gonna be honest I'm not gonna buy it until I or maybe I can buy it now and then finish Gunslinger and then or at least this current because there's multiple yeah. books in the series. Um, I mean, I need to finish The Good Luck Girls. Yeah. But I will, I'll definitely download that. I haven't used my Kindle in a while. You know that I really like to, I like to own books. I like to like have to feel them. the paper on your fingers. I do. I really do. And I like to lend them to people, too. Yes. I mean, except you're not supposed to do that right now because of COVID. But everything else, like, you know, other times. I Just leave I it really in your car in the sun. Cook that just shit let it right off. Yeah. And warp. And then, you know, it'll be fine. Like, it'll just be a little misshapen, but you can still read it. But, you know, she's COVID-free, baby. (laughs) Fun fact about my mom. This is just kind of a side note that has nothing to do with anything. But um, I said the word misshapen, and it uh, triggered a memory. All of my mother's books growing up, like, my mom likes to read. I don't think she's ever finished a book. She likes to start them. Um, But she reads a lot of self-help books, and she has this particular book it's not a self-help book but it's like a romance do you have you you seen the movie he's just not that into you yes with drew barrymore yeah she's in that but it's a book first my mom owned the book when i was younger my mom likes to take a lot of baths and when she takes baths she will often read in the bathtub but a lot of the times my mom falls asleep in the tub (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and she will drop the book into the tub. So almost every book that my mom owns is, like, water-warped because she's dropped it into the tub so many times. And this particular copy of He's Just Not That Into You looks like it has just been drugged through the fucking ringer. It is so warped. Some of the pages are just, like, glued together. Paris, that's not um, water. Oh, no! <laughs> I love that that's a signature of your mom's literature that yeah they're all just like crusty her bookshelf just looks like shit (laughs) oh poor (laughs) Sharice oh 
my goodness. Ah. Well, I'm excited to go on this new adventure with you. Um, and I think it's going to be awesome. I'm excited to get the book. And I love that it is a uh, Sarah J. Mass related title. Yeah. Speaking of Sarah J. Mass, I wanted to go over Crescent City with you. Because we've talked about it in person. Once we finished it, we had our own little social distancing picnic at my house in Oregon, which I... Which was wonderful. It was so lovely. I enjoyed it you, immensely. Yeah, you provided a wonderful salad. It was delicious. And we sat and we drank, what was it, lemonade or something with simple syrup? You made simple syrup? Yes. What did we drink? I think, yeah, we had Topo Chico Fizzy with, um, I think maybe I had some citrus. I had, like, lemon-lime squeeze, like, juice that yes. I juiced, and then I made simple syrup. And we God. have those beverages with a little crazy salad. You are such salad. a wonderful hostess, Fallon. Shut you your always... mouth. No, I'm, I will not. I will continue. You are so great, and you always make the most beautiful spreads. Bitch. Like, it, even if, you know, you like, you're very crafty and thrifty, but you, also, you just make these amazing um, spreads that look incredibly gourmet and taste gourmet. You do, you do awesome. You... I could live off of your compliments, Paris. <laughs> I, they are sustenance for me. You give such wonderful compliments. I love you so much. Um, well, it's just the truth. I love it. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, so <laughs> I, I, I wanted to um, go over Crescent City. Yes. And uh, I thought, who? what a better way to go over Crescent City. Uh, there, there would be no better way than to go over it with someone who has just read it and finished it. And that person is my mother. Rachel, would you like to introduce yourself uh, to the listeners? <gasps> Hello, friends. <laughs> Hi, Paris. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hi. I had no idea. I'm oh, my God. Surprise. Are you are you with Fallon right I now? I am very unsocially distanced from Fallon <laughs> right now. <laughs> I mean, oh my God. she's my child, so I guess it's okay. But yes, we're here looking we go across down, the table. We go down, we go down together. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the rider. I'm so happy. Yes. This is so cool. So Casper left uh, the other day. He left Thursday evening or uh, Thursday morning for um, his trip to Oregon. So he is in Oregon right now, launching rockets with his team. And um, my mom came to visit me, and I wow. was like, I definitely a want you on the podcast, and b it's got to be a surprise for Paris. So it was that was why <laughs> I did not uh, do it. What happened? Are we good? Okay. Hello? Hello? Can you hear us? Yeah. Did you drop the mic? There we go. I fixed it. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> the wire is like a little wonky. Um, That's okay. Yeah. So uh, she came to visit and uh, she's just finished Crescent City. And yes. I wanted to, to have this moment of surprise. <gasps> yes. Yes. So. So. A recap of Crescent City. (laughs) Here comes a spoiler, so don't be mad, we've warned ya. You've only got yourself to blame if you keep on listening and learn some things that you really don't want to know. If so, then go. Crescent City is Sarah J. Mass's most recent novel. It is her first adult fiction 
novel. It was Which means she wrote fuck in the book lots of times. Which I was like, Sarah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but like, I was you, like, wait, okay. Court of Mist and Fury had way more adult things going on. And right. less cuss words. Right, <laughs> right. This had lots more cuss words. Light it up, Danica. Fuck. I know. Then, I feel like in young. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, you. please. Yeah. I feel like in young adult novels, a lot of times they get by with that when they're like, oh, he murmured a curse under his breath. And like adult novels, it's like, okay, we'll just say the word fuck. But you're totally right. There is way more like sexual content in this young adult novel versus her adult novel. Word. So. I, I agree. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, she was talking the talk, but less walkage of the walk. Well, I, I, but I think also, like, drug use, partying. Oh, that's like, true. Those casual are also sex. Casual sex. Yeah, those are all hallmarks of not young adults. Fair. Hopefully. Fair. Mm-hmm. Young that's adults. True. Sex although, is fine as long as it's monogamous. It, the interesting part about all of uh, Sarah J. Moss's heroines seems to be that they're all... Barely 20. <laughs> right. <laughs> and doing all it's of these true. things. Yes. yes. So the young adult is doing all of the things that are considered adult. Right. Yeah. Because so. Bryce is like 23, right? Which I appreciated. I was like, I'm 23. Same. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is one of the first times I've read a novel and I've been the same age as the heroine. I know. Yeah. So it's great. It's exciting. Yeah. I Like literally I was like, well... If Bryce could find a job curating ancient artifacts, I could probably find a job. Although she was 21 <laughs> when she got her job, so I'm a little bit behind. Embarrassing. So, um, Mom, Rachel, what were your initial thoughts? And what were your middle thoughts? And what were your <laughs> ending thoughts? <laughs> Well, I really liked the world that that she's proposing here because so initially I was like, oh, good job. We're not limited to. Um, I felt like in the the Court of Roses series and even the previous the Throne of Glass series, the world view was very small, like as big as a country. Mm-hmm. And even though in the Court of Roses series, there was this, like, talk about, um, God, I can't remember, is it Highburn? Yeah. Yeah, there was talk about this other land or these other places. It it wasn't developed like it is fully, feels fully developed in Crescent City. So mm-hmm. I feel like we, we have the potential for these multiple um locales to be happening excursions right whereas before it felt like the courts were the other locales right but it was still like about the size of great britain right right (laughs) yeah they're like running through them like they they run through a pasture and they're like wow we made it to the summer court kids we're here like there is no (laughs) like it's like an hour flight you know but like a winged flight (laughs) Right, and I find it interesting too that the that um, there always seems to be an element of human subjugation mm. in the books. For example, for example, like well, in this case, you know, humans are slaves at at best, but they're rising up and they're fighting for their freedom. Right. But they're the villains because they're trying not to be slaves anymore. Right. 
You know what I mean? Like the rebels, and it was the same in the court of thorns and roses where you had this wall like all right fine we won't have you as our slaves anymore but now you're gonna starve and right. die over in the yeah. like you're gonna you have to be at the bottom tip of the <laughs> continent right. or wherever they are <laughs> hashtag native americans get the crappiest lands same deal so we have this like yeah. colonizing um interesting rebellion thing that seems to be going on and then there's some good guys and some bad guys in that. So classic Sarah J. Mass setup. Classic. <laughs> classic. Very on brand. <laughs> very on brand. A very classic white lady. Good job. We love it. We, we do love it, her. though. We love Yes. <laughs> we do love it. So Crescent City takes place in Crescent City. <laughs> Lunathia. Lu- yeah, Lunath. Lunath. Lunathion. I said Lunathion. You said Lunathion. Again. You said Lu... What do you say, Paris? Lunathion. Hold on. Well, now I don't know how to say it anymore. I said Lunathion. Uh, Okay. Okay. I know how to say it. Give me one second. Okay. Lunathion is how I said it. Okay. Lunathion. I like it. Lunathion. Okay. I don't think... I think we're just going to call it Crescent City because we know how to pronounce that for sure. That sounds good. (laughs) Uh, And uh, Crescent City is made up of different neighborhoods, classic, different sectors that belong to different species predominantly. So, like, mm-hmm. you got Chai Town, a.k.a. the Bone Quarter. Uh, <laughs> it's Super Hood. Super Hood. You got the Viper Lots Queen. Lots of sketchy activity goes mm-hmm. along. Yeah, there. all the drug stuff. Cool. Uh, and then there's, like, the hierarchy of all these critters. Humans at the bottom, archangels at the top, and then... Like slaves of all different types, intermingled in there, and also cell phones. <laughs> There's cell phones too, <laughs> which uh, mm-hmm. and cars and all this all this stuff. So and the it, houses and the houses and high rises and nightclubs. Well, I mean the house is like the house of the wind. House the of house of what? yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. House of shadows. Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. I'm just trying to like paint a picture of the book, but honestly, it's been so long since I read it. And I also mm-hmm. didn't care about it as much, I think, being honest with myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, the, my image of it is not right. as here's, good. Here's my quick synopsis of okay. the environment that you're in. Yes, please. 20-something chick hanging out with college kids. She's also a college kid. Yeah, she is. She works at a... She, she went to college. She's like a grad. She just yeah. graduated college. Oh, right. Okay, okay. She's out. Like her and um, Danica. They were college roommates. Dan- yeah, Danica. Which again, we need a name. Danica. Pronunciation oh, you guy, say Sarah. Danica. You I to- say Danica. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know. know. I say. It, I, I think I say it weird. But Danica. anyway, she and her friend just Sarah graduated. Say it, which I don't agree with Sarah's pronunciation of her own characters. But we we know. <laughs> we know. <laughs> I know. How you do know. you? Uh, how do you say the High Lord of the Night Court? How do you say his name? The High Lord of the Night Court. Yeah, well, Rasan. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not it. No. no. How does Sarah say? Eat the hearts. She says recent. Oh, recent. Recent. She says it. Where is she from? Pennsylvania. Yeah. 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 My gal, I'm going to be closer. I yeah. told Paris so she excited. needs to stalk 
Sarah J. Mass's house. Look, look, like Sarah J. Moss has like an accent that's part New England and part like Kentucky when she talks about these names. No, she doesn't. Yes, she does. <laughs> look, Rassand is a is literally an English British name. Well, it's not look, even a made up says, thing. So Rysand or whatever she's saying is just bizarre. Rysand or Rysand. Yeah, but guys, <laughs> she pronounces her own name wrong. It's Mass, not Moss. And she says it's Moss, right? No, she says or, it's Mass. No. She says Mass, mass like yeah. Massachusetts. Yeah. God, I'm my whole brain. I'm there's too many words. Look, here, Carolyn guys. Mace, <laughs> her name is spelled M Y S S and she says Excuse she me? calls it Mace. Carolyn really? Mace. Yeah. Damn. Well So I mean the names are a thing. It's definitely a thing. But I'm just saying, based on pronunciation and a traveled world view, <laughs> Sarah has a little bit like you're trying to flex right I'm, now. You're trying to flex <laughs> that you She's literally flexing her arm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, so uh, Bryce and Danica. Danica is the leader of the Wolf Pack. The Wolf Pack is like the main police force of Crescent City. Danica, she's young. She's hot. She is not technically the heir to the Wolf Clan, but she's the heir apparent because her granddaddy uh, doesn't really like her mom because her mom is a bitch. And uh, so they're partying. They're getting Lydia Titty. Bryce lives in a, an apartment with Danica. The wolf pack likes to hang out at the apartment. And one of the hotties, Connor of the wolf pack, is like, hey, Bryce, when we go fuck? And Bryce is like, I don't know, maybe later. And he's like, sounds good. Uh, this has been long awaited. So she goes out for one last night of party fun uh, before she, like, Gives herself over to becoming the mate of a wolf, yeah, essentially. Because once they get you, that's it. They get you. You're you're gotten. Uh, and so partying ensues. She's stumbling out of the club. She's like crazy. Oh my god, what's going on? She gets to her apartment and finds that all of her friends have been massacred. Uh oh, big stink. And uh, <sighs> there's like this big old critter that like big mess. Big. <laughs> Big mess. Yeah, big <laughs> stinky mess. Uh, and so there's this big old critter that like looks like he killed all of them. And she's like, oh, shit. And so she chases this giant demon in the streets. Giant, barefoot. Barefoot. She's walking on glass and shit. She's, but she's half human, half fae, by the way. Yes. She's also high out of her fucking mind yeah. in this scene. Yeah. She is like... Super lit. So many drugs. Just came back from the club. <laughs> Just came back. Her <laughs> pussy's out, okay? It is out. <laughs> she ain't got no shoes on. Her friends just got murdered, so she's just chasing this demon down the street, which, like, wouldn't we all, right? Um, and the demon... <laughs> she's, and- like, one of those people who, like, does bath salts, and then they can, like, lift cars. Right. <laughs> that was her. Legit. That was her. <laughs> Light it up, Danica. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, she's Liddy Titty. That's what they mean by light it up, Uh, by the way. That's a phrase in the book. It really just means get high, lift cars. Um, (laughs) And so she runs into an alleyway. The demon's taking a nice snack, right? He's found this angel. He's snacking on the angel. Bryce, uh, I don't know, she, does she stab it? She does some things, I don't really know. Demon slashes her leg. She's losing a lot of blood. Demon gets wet. And uh, Bryce is rescued, paramedics roll in. Big, strong hands, 
staple her wound shut. She wakes up. She's getting interrogated. They're like, did you kill all these folks? She's like, no. And they're like, did you summon this demon? She's like, no. And she's like, let me go, motherfuckers. I just want to be alone. And then fast forward two years, she's been like alone and sad, living in this high-rise apartment that Danica bought for her? Question mark? Uh... Yeah, I think Danica left her, like, a lot of money. Right. Like, all of her wealth. Mm-hmm. She just, like, put it in Bryce's name. So, Bryce is now extremely wealthy, but she feels really guilty about, like, spending the money because it's not hers, mm-hmm. essentially. So, I think, like, she has this apartment, right? But I, I remember reading something about her, like, feeling guilty for it. Totally. But I think Danica arranged for the apartment. Like, the apartment yeah. preexisted and was just now Bryce living Right. Right. Yeah. So Bryce is all alone. She's spiraling into depression. She's a sad girl. She's attempted suicide a little bit, just a smidge. She's dabbled in the suicide arts. Um, and oh. <laughs> then uh, these archangels roll up, and they're like, listen, bitch, we are the heads of the city. Micah, this blonde, haughty angel, super sexy. He has these two guys that work for him. They are slave angels, technically, because they were part of a rebel rebel force, like, 200 years ago or some shit like that. Yeah, the uprising to... Uh, end the hierarchy end of angels. End the hierarchy of angels. Yeah, so... It's Isaac, right, is the other one? I, Isaac Oh, and yeah, one. Isaac and Hunt. Isaiah. 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 Isaiah, I'm sorry. And I read Hunt. this book in, in April. I haven't... I haven't read yeah, it since, been so it's long, been a couple months. Long time now. Yeah, I, I, I like Isaiah. He's too. he's like a he's like your typical good cop. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have the uh, Mortis and what is his name? Mortis. And the Umbra Mortis. Umbra Mortis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> name is Hunt. Hunt. Yeah. So we have Hottie Hunt and Hottie Isaiah and even hotter Hottie Micah. Micah rolls up and is like, "Listen, bitch, if you don't fucking." <laughs> figure out this mystery as to who killed these people and whatnot. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the stakes are, but bad things are going to happen. <laughs> She's like, okay. And he's like, also, you're going to be working with Hottie Hunt here, the Umbra Mortis, and he's going to help you investigate. And she's like, I'm incredibly unqualified for this, and I'm also sad, um, but okay. And, and my uh, boss is a crazy powerful sorceress who will turn me into an yeah. animal. So you have to get her Jessica, permission. Jessica's like constantly threatening to turn Bryce into like a frog. Right. Or a snake. Cricket. I think. Hamster. So as far as character development goes in this book, I feel like maybe we just don't know them well enough. But I feel like Jessica, like they tried to, Sarah tried to make her seem like this very menacing frightening character and you're just like but she just threatens to turn people into animals and then she brings dangerous creatures and puts them in tanks i'm like mm-hmm. <clears throat> but sh- everybody's but like, shaking you're just like you don't see the evidence of it yeah we never see jessica actually perform any magic she just like says that she will but they're like hollow threats like bryce has never been turned into a frog you know That's she could have turned her into a frog and then turned her back into bryce and we haven't even seen that. her do it to like an underling like like yeah yeah there's there no are, like there's for somebody who's such a baddie like you expect to see some collateral damage to just back up <laughs> the claim that they're a baddie yeah Fair, yeah. fair. And we haven't seen that. There are a bunch of critters in cages in her little art gallery situation place that she owns, but uh, cannot confirm 
that those and critters she kind of were like previously people. Hints, though. She hints that they used to be people, but there's no proof. Mm-hmm. We don't really know. She could just be pulling our chain, you know? Right. Yeah. So it could be a fun little, uh, you know, little Easter egg. Maybe we'll find out later about these things. Maybe we'll see the full capacity of Jezebel's powers. Mm-hmm. But Jessica does have all of these incredible artifacts that are super powerful, like the God Killer. Mm -hmm. And all that jazz. Uh, Yeah, so Bryce and Hunt go on this investigation. They're investigating, and meanwhile, they are not fucking, which... They're this kind of the flirting. Biggest cockblock of the year. It was the biggest cockblock of the year. We were promised <laughs> adult content. You got it. You got drug use. You got murder. You got uh, cartel-like yeah. shit. You got lots of fucks. One. You got flipping off. You got yeah. There's like one finger bang scene just too. One, though, get to have that. Just one finger bang scene. <laughs> <laughs> It was a good hot finger. It was totally getting hot. And uh, I'm a sucker for when they like first start using pet names. When he was like, sweetheart. And I was like, fuck. Fuck. Like I read that page several times over. When they started to get sweet on each other and they allowed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was real nice. It was real nice. nice. So um, we've spoiled the endings of other books, but since this is such a popular book and I think people should read it. It's a new book. It's a new book and I think people should read it. And also maybe Mm -hmm. the next books, the following books, they will include sex and they will give me what I want. (sighs) By they, we mean you, Sarah. You will give me please. Um, so I don't want to spoil the ending, but I do, having that context, want to hear your thoughts on it, Mom. How did you feel about this book? I really liked, first of all, the inclusion of the archangels. I did like the idea of the hierarchy. It actually sparked um, something from an anime that we used to watch. It was like a series, was it Lane? Yeah, with the... Uh, Where they had the uh, council. intro song. Yeah. So the just this idea of, like, an upper echelon of people, I just feel like, obviously, this is, like, so relevant to our time there, is, seems to be this upper echelon who rules things, and there's councils and governments and governors, but basically, you just have to do whatever the big angels say. Yeah. So I thought, mm-hmm. I think, I think having the... Um, mythology of the angels included was really cool but i did feel like it was like mostly like a frat party kind of book so it didn't feel like i was like awesome an adult book like if court of thorns and roses was a young adult then what what is no but no like this literally had a university in it and the square where all the drunk teenagers went or the drunk mm-hmm. young adults, and you had these like, literally like, um, little factions of people, and everybody is super young, and yeah. the elders are all ruthless. I think one of my other beefs with her is that the the often the villains, not the main villain, is always a man, but the villain who does all the work in the book is some bitter woman that's my age. So. <laughs> Yeah. You know, yeah. Amarantha, Sabine, like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, it's always uh, the queens Maeve. in the other books, Maeve, like, yeah. 
You know what I mean? Like, it just, like, there's, there's definitely some formula here, but it's also, I don't know. The books still work. I yeah. still like them. Yeah. But I'm like, maybe I've read enough Sarah books now where I'm starting to pick apart the, the plot. Yeah. Like, plot it was formula. a good book. It was a fun book. It was a fun book, yeah. for sure. But I think um, we have, like, such high expectations now. I also wonder if there were just too many characters that, that so that I didn't feel like we had a depth of understanding. Like, the only character yeah. who I feel like there was depth with was Danica, and she was... Dead. Dead. Hella dead. In the first couple of chapters. And you're yep. like, when she died, I was like, the fuck? The best one. Like, why? Mm-hmm. And then, but the depth came from all of the background stuff that she was doing mm-hmm. before her death. So I yeah. feel like I wanted more depth from the characters. And I felt like we've had that in other books. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I'm like the Medi Witch, who is actually now the Queen Head Witch. Right. Like, surprise! And she's supposed to marry, like, Rune, and then, like, what? Yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah. Or mm-hmm. Run. I don't know how you guys want to say it. I, Rune. I said Rune, but I say Sabine. Yeah, so do I. Sabine. Instead of Sabine. Sabine? <laughs> Sabine. Sabine. Well, my drama teacher in high school, her name was Sabine, and that's how you spell uh, it, so I just read it as Sabine. Huh. I've never heard it before. Sabine sounds like the name of an animal. But she's a wolf. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Doesn't sound like Sabine. Sounds like much more. Sabine. <laughs> Uh, so if uh, rating wise, uh, out of t- out of five, right? Was uh, that what you did, uh, Paris, last time? Five. Um, I th- yeah, I think five is a good. Yeah, I did it out of five. Five is a good a good scale. Out of five stars, or um, h- how many how many would you give them? I would give three point seven stars. Damn, that's pretty yeah. good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Well, for comparison, what would you give? Um, let's say a Court of Mist and Fury, because that's the best one. I would give that a five. A five out of mm-hmm. five. I agree. I think that's the best one in that series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, that's like where all the, the good, juicy meat of the story Man meat. and happens. What? That's like, well, I think <laughs> that's also where you like, the tides turn and you start to like recent instead of Tamlin. Yeah. And that's who you ultimately end up with. So I think that book is the best one because it's like where everything starts to begin. Like the real story starts to begin. I don't know. If that does that make sense? The first book just sets up. Yeah. And 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 I don't know. So first I'm gonna back up and just say Thank you, Paris, for introducing us to the, the fucking books. Yeah. Because literally <laughs> the whole other thing that we should address. My life, like, my whole life is literally changed now because of those books. (laughs) I'm so glad. Like, I was telling Paris that I think that she was brought into my life to share that, share that with me so I could share it with you. Yeah, no, totally. (laughs) Because then, like, I read those, the first book and I was like, fuck this, I need magic in my life. This, (laughs) this life that I'm living is not, is not acceptable. I need magic and a very strong man in my life. And then six months later or a year later, I don't know how much longer. It's like a year because I, yeah, it was, it was like a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a year later, now I have, what did um, Grace call him? My weird. Oh, your weird fighty man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I literally have a Fae Prince warrior as a partner now. Except he's just not a He's fae. Jamaican. 
but like <laughs> proficient with any melee weapon whatsoever. Which is the coolest with bows. thing ever. And soon to be firearm. Like like this is like this man is literally a true warrior who's just trying to navigate regular Modern society. World, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's not of this time. Not of this well maybe he is of this time. We're just waiting for things to fall apart enough for his oh, skills okay. to be useful. Right. right. <laughs> oh, my God. The destruction of civilization. Yeah. He'll be ready. <laughs> yeah. oh, he's trying to get me ready. My my abs and my shoulders are like, oh, <laughs> this is too So, thank you. Thank yeah. you for my life. It has rearranged literally because I was inspired by the characters of these books. I'm so yes. happy that you read them. I Yeah, I changed... Changed my life too. Just made it, it really opens your eyes to like magic and it, the characters. It feels so real. It just feels like a group of pals, and I love it. I love it so much. And so I'm glad that Fallon read them and introduced them to me. Yes, oh. the idea of the cadre. Yes, <laughs> yes, dude. Like that the, is the posse. The, the posse is important. Yeah, so which, important. Can I speak to that for a second? Yes. Okay, this book, Crescent City, I think is my least favorite Sarah J Moss book that I have read so far mm-hmm. um I I think Fallon and I talked about this when we originally got together and talked about the book but I think the reason I didn't like it as much as I've liked the others is because Bryce is mostly alone for the book I mean she has Hunt because he's introduced and they're like you know partners in crime or like not in crime but partners trying to solve crime um but she doesn't really have any friends. Like, her friends are either dead or they don't speak to her. And she has this brother who I just, I love Rune. I love him so much. He is such an amazing character. I feel like he has so much potential and there's so much there, um, like, for Sarah to write about with Rune. And I, I look forward to seeing Bryce and Rune's, like, relationship develop. Um, but she doesn't have like a posse she doesn't really have a squad and for a lot of the books she's just alone and pushes people away and that was like hard for me to read because I really like a squad in a book I like other characters point of view I like to know what they're doing you know and it just I didn't really feel that sense of like community with this book which you know makes sense because Bryce has a very difficult situation in, in life but I just wanted I wanted her to have friends. <laughs> right. Mm, well, yeah. I feel like Sarah sets it up that way in all the books. The female heroine is alone. She is destitute in some way, or she's um, challenged in a deep way, and then she finds herself amongst these magical creatures or characters. Mm-hmm. And then the, all these things happen, and by the end of the first book, you're like, see the squad forming. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so do so you think it's going to end up with... Rune's frat brothers and I think they're part of it I think Hunt's part of it I also feel like Isaiah is going to be part of the squad mm-hmm. and um, Fury I think she'll come back yes yeah. Fury Fawn Fawn I feel like is just a sweetie a cutie mm-hmm. but I don't know what she'll oh we also have that hot merman oh uh, okay he Therian? was my favorite what was his name? Isn't it Therian? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I loved I, him. I loved him, too. Yeah. He's I thought he fine. was really And the cool. Medi-Witch. 
What's her name? I can't remember. I keep forgetting. The queen witch, the new queen witch, the young queen. Spoiler. Sorry. Spoiler. No, I agree, though. I I think I will probably like the second book better because there will be that squad. Well, and I feel like we had that strong squad at the beginning and then Sarah took it away. And I was like, fuck you, Sarah. Yeah. Why would you take the squad? Because yeah. I like, the what first are we supposed chapters, to do without the goddamn squad? Yes, I was like, heck yeah, wolf team, and we're gonna hang out and eat pizza <laughs> and just chill. And I thought that and was she was awesome. reluctant. She's like, I'm not a wolf. I can never really hang with you guys. I don't know. Yeah, and I was like, you're gonna become a wolf, and then they all die. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> but then the prime like my... eventually says, that's a true wolf. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Did you forget about that? <laughs> no. The prime. The spoilers. <laughs> they won't remember. They won't remember. They won't remember. It's no. such a small <laughs> sentence. Ugh. I really yeah. do love Rune, though. I love him so I much. I know you do. I love, I love his look. I love his tattoos. I love his long hair and his his piercings. I'm just, I'm all, I'm all into that. I thought he was so hot and I love his friends. I also just love his house. I love that there's like red solo cups just, you know, scattered (laughs) about and there, I just want to play beer pong so badly at Rune's frat house, you know? I, I want to yeah, hang out you, there. You love that vibe, that frat I, vibe. I really do. Well, my boyfriend wasn't a frat, and it's just fun. I mean, granted, it's pretty gross, and a lot of the frat boys are the worst, but the games are really fun. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, Maybe Paris. I just like to In play a few years, games. you're going to hear this and cringe. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Right now, it's fine. But in a couple years, you're going to be like, oh, my God, why? Yeah, you're probably right. Speaking (laughs) of in a few years, you'll cringe. I so I was uh, just now I was looking up um, what is actually the oldest screenshot that I have on my phone. And I screenshotted the text that I sent my mom the moment after I finished reading A Court of Thorns and Roses for the first time. The very first I screenshotted the text that I sent you. What? And it was. Uh, oh God, when was this taken? It was May 23rd, 2018. And I said, I was born in the wrong world. I was meant to rule in magical lands, mom. I feel it in my bones. Why did we get earth? I was meant to roam alongside creatures of magic. And then you sent like a a voice text. Um, so you sent like a little voice audio thing and then I was like I finished the book of a fantasy romance series that Paris recommended I have never felt so alive I want my children to duel over their inheritance my fortune will go to the strongest and wisest warrior I am the rightful heir to some throne that I haven't quite found yet I am a high fey lord of Prithian damn it and this was before there were high ladies Uh, we had not read (laughs) Court of Fist and Fury yet Um, (laughs) And so I wanted to share that piece of history because um, (laughs) I just knew that I needed to save that, that like text (laughs) exchange that I said, I just knew it would be of value to me later. And I'm so glad I did now that we're all here together. That Uh, is an amazing, (laughs) an amazing text. That, That was the day I was changed. Like that was the day. And so the crazy thing about that is that that text came in and I was like, Fallon, you are right. You were meant to rule. I mean, your name means grandchild of the ruler. Like, this is obvious to me. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. And then two days later, someone came into my shop 
which is now not open, so I won't even say the name. But, um, uh, and they brought in a shit ton of magical witchy books, including the Court of Thorn and, Thorn and Roses series. Just, like, ended up in my shop. Two days later. Two days after later. I after she sent this text. Sent that text. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm definitely going to read this now. Yeah, like, someone brought it to her just That's so cool. Cause like the universe was like you're welcome, and then there was like three of us at the shop who read it, and we were like so deep in the night court. <laughs> That's awesome. So deep, yeah. So deep. So I remember I'm... Fallon saying, "Oh, sorry." No, no, go ahead. I remember Fallon telling me that you were reading them, and she said, "Paris, I don't think you understand. My mother is from the night court. Like she is." <laughs> embodiment of the night court and I was like no I hear you and she goes no 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 you don't understand my mother wears this ring that has mountains and stars on it like she and is the crescent moon yes yeah she's like she is the night court she's like this is where my mother is from <laughs> I just thought that was so cool yes yes I yeah I was like holy shit dude and like not because because I mean who doesn't want to at least visit and party in the night court you know like mm-hmm. that's where Reason is that's where the you know that's where Cassian is that's where like all the homies are of course mm-hmm. it's gorgeous like Valeris is is wonderful but I think what distinguishes like visitors from actual residents is the ability to party in the city underground. What is it called? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, the under... Oh, God, what is it what called? What the fuck is it called? Paris The under the mountain city. About... No, not under the mountain. It's the... Are you talking about Valeris? Valeris is no, there, no, no. like... The Valeris, and then there's, like, the... The hewn the, city. Yeah, the hewn city. Oh, yeah. Which like, is under the mountain. Yeah, with all, like, the baddies. That's where they dress up to, like, go there. And exactly. That's where I'm from. <laughs> exactly. Like, you, if you're from the Night Court, you have to be able to party in the Hewn City. Mm-hmm. I and feel like I could be, like, more... Well, we've talked many times. You feel like I'm more, like, recent than, than any of the other characters yeah because we were talking about we were like in our own existential our respective existential crises about like i want to be Feyre and i need a recent and like the struggle of that of that identity and um just like wanting to be feminine but also adored by like in like a powerful masculine male um with wings Mm -hmm. Uh, bat wings. <laughs> with wings. Bat wings. Bat wings. Uh, and then I was like, Mom, we are recent. <laughs> it's like that share quote when her mom was like, you need to settle down and marry a rich man. She was like, Mom, I am a rich man. Like, yeah, totally. <laughs> we are the high lords. And yes. so, yeah. I So that, in, in that respect, I, mm-hmm. I feel like. But what were you going to say? Well, I was just trying to think of the female characters, and I feel like more is from there, but she has disdain for it. So one of the, I feel like one of the hallmarks of a truly evolved character is to just accept their beginnings and what is a part of them instead of fighting so hard against mm. it. And... Mm. So for me, I'm like, if I were more, 
I mean, she uses it, she works with it, but there's an inner, like, disgust Turmoil, and disdain yeah. against her parents, and for good reason. But there's also, like, it seems like it, it's kind of simplistic in that they all use the Night Court, but they reject it and prefer Valeris. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like a more true character would be in it a little bit still. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Would still, would be, um, I don't know, more like Cassian, who's like, I love to kill and smash things, and I'm still a good guy. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> he like, he's not he's not denying any of his character, where mm-hmm. I feel like Moore and Rassand maybe are in denial a bit about who they are, mm-hmm. and they say, I'm going to use it, but I don't want you to see this side of me, instead of being like, here's also another side of me you should know about. Mm. You know? I guess that is more true. Yeah. Because, like, I think part of what makes fantasy romance or just fantasy young adult novels specifically so attractive is that even though there is intense violence um, and brutality, it is always, like, there's always a very clear good guy. Mm -hmm. And because, like, Selena didn't, you know, like, she never acknowledges that she, I mean, I guess she does acknowledge that she likes to kill, mm-hmm. but like she always ends up doing the right good thing. And it's always like, you know, it always comes across as that. And yeah. It's never, you know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, they kind of ignore the means to an end, but she's still using the means. Yeah. And I feel like her character is more true than the other ones. I don't like that she's like, all right, I made this secret plan. I'm not going to tell anybody about it, and we're going to do it my way, and go. Yeah. And everybody's like, what the fuck? What are we... There's no way she can have such an organized army with with that. With that kind of mindset. But I do feel like (laughs) she was more true to who she is as a person. She is an assassin. Slaying people is what she was trained to do. And I don't know, maybe... um, Maybe because she was trained at such a young age, she wouldn't have chosen that. But I don't think you can become successful at it if it's not part of who you are. If you don't dig it a little bit. If you don't dig it a little bit. Yeah. You'll just be a mediocre assassin, not rise to the top echelon of assassins. Do you see how real these books feel? (laughs) (laughs) This is like literally something. So Selena is from, so for people who are getting lost, is from the Throne of Glass series. series. Which I think most people. Have read at some point. That's been a blast. Oh, unless they're just new to the Fallon. Yes, ma'am. I, I heard you mention earlier, you said hot man with wings. And I was wondering what your feelings are on Hunt from Crescent City. And, and yours as well. Rachel, what do you think about Hunt? I think he's hot. <laughs> I think he's hot as fuck. Okay, but, but like, um, what about his character? Do you okay. like him? So... Part of what I think made Crescent City so good is that, like, better than, like, in my opinion, than I think you thought, like, my, the reason why I think I like Crescent City more than you did, Paris, was Mm -hmm. because I respect that Sarah hurt my feelings um, with that little, that little plot twist in there with Hunt. Uh, Um, uh She... She hurt my feelings, and I felt betrayed as fuck. That hurt me so bad. I was fucked up about it. Like I had to put her down. I had to like put it put it aside and take a take a break. 
um, from the book. It was only like 20 minutes, but still, I, uh, so, um, I liked, that showed me that I was invested in his character, that I dug Mm -hmm. him. I like, I liked him. The more I talk about it, the more I'm smiling. I really liked him. Um, I also, I mean, we love a good redemption story. So if he was a rebel, then that means that he was fighting for equality of the races. He also has that sad backstory of, like, his mom dying, which is, like, always attractive, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> just kind of a, a hot, like, a hot guy trope, with, like, dead mom syndrome. Uh, so, like, so like Alexander Hamilton, super hot, dead mom. Yeah, you know. exactly. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> Lincoln, dead mom, you know. What a stud. Dead mom, uh, so hot. So hot. <laughs> No, but, um, so I, uh, I like that he, the pillars of, like, a hot, my, my, it is, like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, words are so hard <coughs> sometimes, shut up, mom, um, <laughs> I'm just kidding, um, I like a noble dude, okay, he fought for what was right, he was an ally to those, um, oppressed peoples and And that is hottest he was doing the right thing and even though he betrayed her technically um he did it before he knew the ramifications of his actions and his intent was to continue on his mission of overthrowing the hierarchy of angels so Mm -hmm. i love i love honor and nobility in that sense i also love OP-ness. I love overpowered. I love that he had crazy magic lightning powers. Um, and I really dug... I She opened my eyes to angels. I think that is my preferred winged humanoid form now. Mm. Because you have the sexiness of wings, but they're soft. Could you imagine? <laughs> just like, when anytime she's like, his wing like brushed my ass cheek and I'm just like oh my goodness I would love to I would oh, love Ellen, to you should you should read um Hush Hush by Bella Fitzpatrick hush, there's hush. four books I think four books in that series and um I read them a while ago they're pretty good the main character his name is uh oh what is it oh he's got a funky name he's a he's um He's an angel. Yeah. He's a fallen angel. Yeah. So he's like a oh, demon. But that's what That's and what we like. pretty good. <clears throat> we like that. Patch. His name is Patch. Patch. Because, um, well, it's not his real, like, angel name, but everybody calls him Patch. He tells people to call him Patch because he's, like, always getting in fights. And he's got, you know, he has patches on oh his skin because he's, like, a bad boy. He's and, bad. like, he gambles and smokes <sighs> cigarettes oh and... The main character, uh, she like, you know, she's a teenager in high school, and she's like, "Who's this mysterious boy?" And like, it's really, it's juicy. It's pretty good. I mean, the writing is not awesome, but the story's fun. So you <laughs> should maybe read those. Oh, okay, okay. I like it. So yeah. I like that he was uh, honorable in that sense. Like he didn't get everything right. He was not perfect, which added to some realism. Uh, of like what the actual circumstances would be if this were a real situation um you know Mm -hmm. not everything rebels 
even though they're fighting for a good cause, are not always right in what they do. Their actions are not always perfect. Um, and I also liked that he was tender with her. I liked the sweetheart. I like the pet names. I like, like that, that made me go a little crazy. And then to top it off, he was jacked. He was hot. And he wore sweatpants and a backwards hat. And that was like, that kind of sealed the deal for me. He dressed like a fuckboy mm-hmm. when given the choice of wearing some clothes that he could pick that weren't his uniform. Um, mm-hmm. So I like Hunt. If we're doing the five out of, like, five star scale, Recent is a 10. Or, sorry. <laughs> I'm, Same. Yes, also that's, that's true. He's a six out of five. Uh, no, sorry. I would give uh, Hunt. Okay, so if, like, Reese is a five out of five i'd say rowan is a 4.8 only because he turns into a bird some of the time and i couldn't fuck him in bird form um <laughs> like that would be rowan, a little uh, awk so like missing those 0.2 points but like it's not a deal breaker at all for me uh, also okay i'm gonna give him for my compatibility it's gonna be a 4.5 because i think i'd be a little bit too whiny for rowan um I have a low pain tolerance, and I feel like he is, like, more rugged, whereas Reese is, like, it's okay, you know, whatever. Kiss, kiss. Um, <laughs> kiss, kiss. Kiss, kiss. So I give Hunt, I give Hunt a four. Hunt a four. Mm. Out of five. My long ass story. Mom? Mm, Hunt, I liked, I liked the angel sexiness. I think that's true. It'd be like soft wings brushing by as they walk by. That would be really fun and sweet. <clears throat> I wasn't, I was so disappointed when, when we were betrayed, but I also recognized like seeing how hurt you were about it and then like checking in with my own feelings about it. I'm like, all oh, right, you haven't been fucked over by a man. <laughs> so, so for me, I was like, ah, oh, damn, dude, you just you did the thing. So I was just more right. disappointed rather than like hurt, right? Because it's expected, mm-hmm. right? That was my first. I felt yeah. I felt that way too. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, yeah, shit. Well, saw that coming. I don't know. I just felt like I felt like he was gonna betray us at some point. Really? And I, yeah, I. I I feel that too. Poor naive Fleen had her heart broken for the first time. <laughs> Which is so sweet that it didn't happen in a romance novel. Yeah. In real life. Like, don't yeah, be mad about lucky. it. Like, that's a good way to have it broken. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. But Hunt's. Yeah, I feel like. I, I thought. I feel like it was cool. So backing up, one of the things that I find as a bizarre is that any 200-year-old being would find a 20-year-old interesting. Fair. Fair. Truly. Yeah. You oh, know what I mean? Isn't Jason supposed to be like 500, 500 years, years old? Yeah, he's yeah, like 518 Rowan, same, like same deal. Like, really? At least, you know what I loved about the Rowan character is he was not interested. He was like, the fuck? This is my job. I'm going to train this mewling little bitch. (laughs) Entitled ass. Think she's a badass. Can't do a lick of magic. Seriously. This is my job. Right. He was so resentful. I'm like, thank you, Sarah, for being real about what this was about. 
and for Rasan to, well, I guess with the mating bond, yeah, there's a different scenario there. Yeah, so they had a mating bond, and so I felt like that was a little bit, I don't know, that sucked for me because I was like, well, then you have no control over that. And but also, she didn't even carry the continuity of the mating bond to other people. He was yeah. like, well, my dad, my parents had a mating bond, but they hated each other. They weren't good for each they other. They weren't good. And so I was like, he was like, literally said, sometimes the mating bond gets it wrong. And I was like, then what is it for? Like, mm-hmm. what's the point? What? Yeah. And so I was like, why are you so into Feyre? Like, she's cool, but like, can't you just let her marry Tamlin? And like, I don't know, there are a bunch of other, like, you could, you could fuck your cousin, dude. Like, I don't know. Ugh. You could have anyone you wanted. I don't know why... You chose Farah. So I guess I feel like that with Hunt, too. Like, he's been through a rebellion. He had this epic love. And he was... Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, like, Bryce the party girl catches his attention. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She got that fat ass. (laughs) (laughs) And that red hair. That red hair. Yeah. So I like that she has freckles. I was like, oh, I, I have freckles. Right, that's cute, <laughs> yes. too. Yeah, yeah, no, I get it. I liked him. I wished Micah was either, as far as a villain goes, I wished he was more, either more friendly and, like, charming or more of an asshole. Mm. But he was kind of bland for the level of power play that he made. Yeah, like with the whole wing situation. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Yes. The whole wing situation. <laughs> yes. He was like, it's actually better this way than killing you, my friend. Because uh, they will grow back. But it, mm-hmm. I was like, well, so you're helping him? You're, like, being a homie, but, like, not a homie. I, I felt that, too. That well, like, but I also... Well, I mean, he was making a show because of Sabine. Thank you. Ridiculous. Like, nobody says that name. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, they do. They do. Sabine is very... Nope. Rolls right off the tongue. Sabine. But anyways, he was making a show for her, but I wish they'd played it up because I felt like his motivation was he wants to keep the Umbra Mortis because he does the good work for him. Like, let the motivations be dirtier. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's what I really wanted. Yeah. So Hunt it was kind of... I think he was a little bland, even though he was hot. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Micah was bland, too. Like, I'm, I'm like, I'm wanting some some badness in the baddies. I know. I think Connor had a lot of potential. Connor had a lot I liked Connor much more than I liked Hunt. The Viper just, Queen was interesting. Yeah. I liked the Viper Queen. Thought she was really cool. I I just Hunt didn't do it for me. I don't. He didn't. I I feel like a lot of the reason why I wasn't a big fan of him is because I don't really understand the relationship between Bryce and Hunt. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like there was much to build on. Like we didn't really get a lot um, of time with like their relationship developing. If that makes sense, I like wanted more meat to their story and then when Bryce does her big you know thing at the near the end where mm-hmm. she it's not really a spoiler she she just does a really stupid thing and like sacrifices something and it's just like why oh I don't, that was dumb as I, fuck dude I just yeah I just the whole time I was like you dumb bitch why are you doing cause it? she's it 20 something that's why she's doing it she doesn't yeah, fucking know but, <laughs> 
I'm 20 something and I think that's stupid. Yeah. Like she's being an idiot yeah. and there's no like she's trying to throw her life away for this guy that she met like a couple weeks ago that and there haven't really been her. Like he had betrayed yeah. her at that point. Like that was why she had to do that. She was like, no. And what really got me was she prefaced that whole scene, the last words before that, when she said, Fury told me not to do anything stupid, but she didn't tell me not to do something smart. And I was like, oh, Bryce has got a plan. We got a cool plan. I can't wait to see what happens. And then she was like, yeah. please, just please. And I was like, what? This is your plan? This is your smart plan? Yeah. This is your smart plan? It felt... It felt so reminiscent to me of, like, I, I in New Moon, Bella, like, offers herself. She's like, take me, kill me, save Edward. And it's like, you're a human, you idiot. Like, he, I just, it made me really mad that Bryce, like, offers herself. And I just, I don't, like, that's not healthy. I don't like that. It just, I didn't, I didn't. I didn't like it very much. Yeah. I didn't like that part at all. I kept hoping when that scene played out that there was some like other thing that was going to happen because of it. Like yeah. right, like there was something else behind it that 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 wasn't yeah. the thing. That it was a distraction, like a trick. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But it was not. It was, was just so unsatisfying. But that was yeah. like first love. Yeah. But like, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so oh, your rating, Mom. Your rating? Rating of the whole book? No, of, of Hunt. Hunt. Hunt gets a, a three. Three. Okay. The average. I didn't actually. I didn't find any of the. Ma- I think the merman was the most attractive male Ugh, for me. I love. I didn't really Ugh. find any of the males very exciting. I actually yeah. felt like her human adopted father with his weapons training was a little bit more exciting than any of the main though. characters. Yeah, he was a good nugget. I liked him. But as yeah. far as I really liked. Yeah. Rune. <laughs> I said that. Sorry, I said that before. Please give your rating. Of Rune? Uh, no, no, oh, no you hunt? can give your rating of Rune, but of Hunt, I just, I'm sorry I interrupted No, you. no, no, <laughs> yeah. I think it was three out of five. Three out of five. All right. Rune, I liked him. I think he has potential to be like a Rasand type character in the future, but he's still kind of petulant and like whiny boy. Oh, my dad controlled me. Oh, I, I felt that, anything. too. I, and I'm just like, mm, I was not. I think because on, I've had my own emo scene stage in life, in middle school, <laughs> I wanted totally a snake bite. I wanted a snake bite lip piercing. I wanted um, to, like, have pink streaks in my hair like Avril Lavigne. And I wore plaid and rainbow checkered suspenders that I bought with my allowance at Hot Topic. So, like, I think think Rune's look kind of triggers me a bit. And so I I am not, I, I was not, like, attracted to him in his description. And I was also, he was, like... His dad, who, like, I see as Liam Neeson for some reason, like a <laughs> red-headed Liam Neeson. Um, Liam Neeson, Neeson. Neeson, 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 yeah, Neeson. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, and he would be like, Dad, why, you're so, be nice to Bryce. And then Liam Neeson would be like, do you remember when I was in the first Star Wars movie? And I would be like, I remember. And then Rune's like, no one cares about that. You were in Star Wars, Dad. He's like, that movie was a flop. Jar Jar was a mistake, but we enjoyed it anyway. And I was like, I did. I enjoyed it. Uh, And, like, that was 
kind of what I, the experience, but I felt like Rune was was kind of a whiner. And I also, I am invested in the fuck boy look, not necessarily the frat boy look. And so mm. for me, I was like, y'all are still. He was like a hundred. He was like eighty years old. And I was like, y'all are no, still. No, Rune, Rune's fifty. Oh, Rune's fifty. Okay. I mean, still. He's 50 I'm fifty. Years old. <laughs> But you're not in a frat house, Mom. I was like, so, I know. So if Danica and Bryce were in college and they graduated college at like 22, what has Rune been doing in this frat house? He's been the in the actors? ox. Okay, but hold on. Hold on. He's been in the ox. In, in, hold, hold the phone. In Fay years, they live for hundreds of years, right? So being 50 in Fey years is not like being 50 in human years, right? He's probably still, like, having his rebellious college hangout. I would agree if their um, emotional and intellectual development was slower. But since it's the same as a human, (laughs) I disagree. But that also means that Bryce is, like, eight (gasps) years old. And Hunt is, like... You know, a 30-year-old well, macking like, on an 8-year-old. Okay, well then it's not, I, maybe it's not like intellectual, right? It's not like how smart they are and how well they can hold conversations. Like they've grown up and they're, you know, they're they're capable of, of being adults. But like they have so much time in their life, right? Like they can, in another 50 years, act like how normal adults like have a house and like have a yard and stuff but he's like doesn't need to do that right now he's just hanging out I mean I don't know I thought it was pretty cool I also just am a really big sucker for Rune's look I was really big into the scene e-boys or like the emo kind of look in the hair and the face and the lip rings like I've always thought that was really attractive. I just really like gauges, and it's really funny that I say that, because if you see my boyfriend, he doesn't look like that at all. Yeah. But, <laughs> no, I didn't, I, I didn't know that. That yeah. actually makes sense, because now I, that gives more context as to why you like Rune, because I never really got that, just but I'm him. also not into gauges. I like it when they Ugh. look like fuckboys and like they're like played sports, you know, even though I'm not a sport yeah. gal. I think Rune has the most gauges. potential for a character development to become an interesting character, whereas mm-hmm. I don't feel like Hunt mm-hmm. is going to become more interesting. Mm-hmm. I think it'll become more interesting when I see his dick. <laughs> I think the sex might be more interesting. Yay! But I don't feel like there's a lot of juice left for him. Like, Rowan, I felt like, was a broken soul, and I think Hunt was trying to be like that, but he's too, like, oh, he, he like, dropped into the sweetheart thing pretty quick, and, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, "Mm." I don't know. Not Mm. to pick apart the work. It was, it's still fun, good story. Read it. It's enjoyable. It is good enough to nitpick. Also, Mm -hmm. how cute is Little Shrinks? Or shinks? Syrinx? However you say yeah, it. I say syrinx. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Adorable. How cute. 10 out of 10 cute. <laughs> but what about lehaba? Okay. We're not... Lahaba? La <laughs> yeah. It's the white ladies say lahaba. Lehaba. Is... Well, I, I am a white lady. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just you're, saying... You're a white lady, I'm mom. just saying... Well, but I also have like 20 plus years of interface with Arabic culture where this name is obviously derived from. I'm she just was saying, a belly dancer. She does have credibility in this sense. I'm just saying, Sarah, you've you got to work on it. If you're going to borrow, 
you gotta you gotta do a little bit more homework. Our fire fri- our fire sprite oh, fire sprite is adorable and cute. And, and I'm, I'm missing her. I, we miss her. No yeah. spoilers. I, I at first I didn't realize she was tiny. Yeah. I thought she was just like a big gal just <laughs> hanging out downstairs protecting the books. And then I realized when they're talking about her like little dollhouse that she lives in, I was like, how does she fit in here? <laughs> oh, she's small. She's a tiny, tiny that. little sprite. I love that. I would read her yeah. aloud. I would read her in a little like high voice. What voice? I I don't even remember it. Like it would just I would just like I would read it like that. <laughs> Me too. Like, it was really, I was really fun that. to like read her aloud. Bryce, what is Hunty doing? Yeah, yeah. yeah Hunty, yeah, mm-hmm. Appy. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. What's Appy, Appy mean? Yeah. <laughs> Adorable. Yeah. I, I also really liked um, the library. I love that the books are like oh. kind of out to oh get you. God. You know, like they'll they'll draw you in and, and tell you to pick them up because they want to get out. I just thought that was so cool that the books are, like, sentient. Mm-hmm. I thought that was the coolest addition to I loved that, too. That was book. really cool. I, and I loved how she would be like, bad, And she would, like, scold the books for yes. hopping off the shelves, trying to escape. Yes. And they'd be like, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jump back on the shelf. <laughs> I know. I just thought that was the coolest, like, most amazing magical thing that was added in the book i loved that i imagined the creature in the tank at the end the big creature in the big yeah the knock i imagined it to look like uh the creature from shape of water and um (laughs) oh i know you love him i do love him him. i know you love him i imagined him as the big barracuda from finding nemo oh the one that kills Nemo's mom. Also, Nemo, super hot, dead mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you guys. Oh my god. Uh, I wonder so what the merman things. story is. <laughs> the merman story? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I want more from Yes, him. I want more. We're excited. We're definitely going to yeah. get to go into that underwater city for sure. So, as far as books go, yeah, we're going to get to go to the underwater city. We're going to get to go across the land to where the rebellion's happening. I feel like there's lots of places. Do you feel like in the court books that we're going to get to actually see the all the other courts? Yes. Or is she losing losing no. steam on this story? No, because, no, we are going to get to see it. And I'm, I'm, we are, I'm <laughs> manifesting that right now. <laughs> we are going to see day court. We are going I there. I want to see day court. I want to see day court. I really want to see the winter court. Mm-hmm. We're going to see winter court. We're going to see those big old polar bears mm-hmm. pulling sleds and shit. Yeah. Um, but in a court... I feel like Dawn Court would be pretty Dawn cool Court too. was We lit. did get a We were glimpse. just in the castle. Yeah, were we there? were in the castle because they had all these jewel tones. And I was we had like... We the meaning there. Oh, oh really yeah. And the, the gay high lord and his partner. You're right. It's been a while since I've read those books, too. Yes. It's been, it's been a while. <laughs> a few years. Been a while. <laughs> so, yeah, I definitely think we're going to be able to explore. I don't know if we're going to get that in the Nesta book. I'm okay if we don't. I'm patient as long as there I'm is I'm down fucking. for some Illyrian War Camp books. Yeah. Like, I'm down. I'm here for it. Oh, yeah. I'm here for that. Yeah. I'm here for the rehab what? book. Yeah. What's the name of the guy up at the war camp? He's, like, the general that Cassian doesn't oh, like. I don't... It's, like, Derek or D- something oh, with a I D. I don't Do you remember. remember I remember about? who you're talking about, but I don't remember his name, and I don't remember, like, 
necessarily why Cassian has a beef, but I hope he tries to make a move on Nesta, and then Nesta well, beats th- the shit out of him. Cassian <laughs> yeah. beats I think, the shit out of him. Well, I think he was, like, Cassian's, like, superior, oh, yeah. like, at one point, and Cassian just can't yeah. stand him. Well, Cassian's like, a so bastard, so awesome. none of or the awesome. generals want them around at all, because right. he shouldn't yeah. have any siphons, and he shouldn't have any power. Right. He's not part yeah. of a noble family at all. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. So, I that's why he's so hated. Much. Mm-hmm. I love him. Cassian? Man, I can't wait for that book, though. <laughs> I'm so Silver excited. When? Do we have a date for yeah, this? Yeah, January 27th. <gasps> but you know what's amazing about huh. that? I will be in Pittsburgh when that book is released. And if it's possible, if the coronavirus allows for Sarah J. Moss to do book signings, I'm going to be there Paris, I'm flying, I'm flying there to be with you <laughs> so we can get our books signed. Oh, my God. I would so love that you can envy. come stay. I just picked out my couch. <gasps> it folds out. Yay! So much envy. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. So good. <laughs> do it. You can come, too. No, I don't want to take away from the girls the young, the young adult time. Okay. No, it'd be fun. We can explore Pittsburgh together. You should come with Fallon. Yes. Come with me, Alan. You can share the, the fold-out fold bed. bed. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, well, thank you very much for having me, guys. This was very fun. I feel yes. like it was very rambly. I'm so glad that you're here. can stand it. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that you were here. You had really great insight, and you brought up points that I didn't really. Yeah, think we never about. went really that nice deep. We never went that deep. Yeah, you went deep. You went deep. You went deep and hard, mom. It was deep and hard. So I like it. <laughs> Intense. Oh my god. Yes. Night court. Night court. <laughs> deep and hard, my friend. Deep, hard, and dark. Oh, I also before we go, I have one thing to recommend: a book. If you're looking yes. for more books from. Um, black authors in particular mm-hmm. there is a really great fantasy uh, fiction called uh, Children of Blood and Bone <gasps> yes so good and there's a second book that I just see here now that has come out have you read it Paris? no um, I've picked it up every time that I've gone to the bookstore it's a really big book and the hardcover is like $30 so I haven't purchased it um, but I really want to read it and it's on my list of things that I want to own and read so I know what book you're talking about and I I know like the synopsis of the book and it sounds so good so I really should just bite the mm-hmm. bullet and buy it mm-hmm. it's a great book and it's awesome to, like, it's very apparent that it comes from a West African perspective, too. Mm-hmm. So it cool. feels very foreign. It's not, it's like diving into something brand new. Ooh, it's really exciting. Not from, like, a Western lens. Not from a Western lens at all. And the um, you get a sense, like, with a lot of um, black culture being uplifted right now, like, you may have heard more things about African spirituality, about Orishas, and about their magical system. So... It's not, it is derivative of their magical systems. It's not, it's not exactly like that, but it gives you some context for those things too. So it's a really, really cool book. I I love it. I should put a disclaimer in there. Also, my mom is a literal witch, um, like a practicing high priestess. So this is like, if she recommends a magic based book, then it's a legit recommendation. We are about that magic in here. Paris, you were going to say something? 
Oh, I w- we can save it for another episode, but I was just curious because we said your mom's from the night court. Um, didn't we decide where you were from? I just wanted to know where, Ooh, yeah. where was where that? Well, I think because I am a African. Oh, shit. Sorry. Um, loud noise. Uh, I Because I'm a African and because <laughs> of just like my, like, if, if we're transcribing our earth lives into a court of thorns and roses lives then i would say i probably have dual citizenship in day court and night court Mm -hmm. is kind of the feeling that i have Mm -hmm. uh like i was born in day court but raised in 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 the night court yeah (laughs) um is kind of my vibe because we haven't seen day court yet Mm -mm. but i have a feeling with my ability to absorb the sun like it is crispy water. Um, <laughs> I feel like that is more, but I also, I feel like the suburbs that I grew up in are, are reminiscent of spring court as well. Mm. So I don't really know. Um, but I have a feeling for you, Paris, that you are straight up unadulterated summer court. Yeah. That's what, yeah. I think we discussed this earlier. My, um, where I would be, where I would live is summer court. I, grew up in Oregon near the ocean I love the ocean I I want to live somewhere that's near enough to like the ocean that I could drive there within like an hour um I just love it so much I love the smell of the sea I love the salt I love the sand and it'd be awesome if it was hot I've never been to a hot beach before I'm used to just like the cold Oregon coast yeah I've girls come to LA I would love to I've never been to a California beach but I would I would love to go to one um but yeah, so I think summer summer court would be where I would live, but because of my red hair and mm-hmm. um, mm. my green eyes and everything, I feel like I would have been born in the autumn court, and like mm-hmm. my family's from the autumn court, but mm-hmm. I live in the summer court. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Emissary, yeah. perhaps. Yeah. I love that you guys are both ginger Geminis. I'd like to point <laughs> You're a Gemini, too? I am, yeah. My birthday's May 25th. <gasps> Mine's May 28th. Nice. We're very close. We are very mm-hmm. close. Interesting. My, uh, Interesting. I just, I just realized the other day. I looked up my astrology. I'm not sure what you call it, like the signs for everything. Your so birth you have chart. Like, yes. Yeah. And I'm, um, my, my first one's Gemini, and the second one, like your rising, I think, is what it's mm-hmm. called, is Virgo, which I read <gasps> Me about. Me too, bitch. Yeah, and it makes a lot of sense because I'm very, very organized and I like to plan and I like to make charts and lists and everything. And so I think that that, that made sense. I was like, oh, yeah, I get, I get that. That Yeah, that's me. <laughs> so Where's your moon? Um, Capricorn. <laughs> is it a tough moon? <laughs> it is a little bit of a tough moon. I don't know much Why about is- it, but I, I just I just learned the other day what they are. So well I just like mm-hmm. typed in my the time I was born and where I was born and everything. And let me preface that that's a tough moon for me to deal with, yeah, is what right. I would say. Why? It's not a tough moon in general. It's just tough for me in my constitution like to deal she, with. She she beefs with Pisces and Scorpios. Um well, Capricorns are also, they're very, that's another organized earth sign. Um, but, um, like Capricorns like their, their, their blacks and whites and yeses and nos and rules and regulations. Oh, that, mm. that's totally me. I really like <laughs> yeah. to follow And so rules. that's in your, that's in your moon sign. So you have a lot of love 
rules and a lot of relationship rules. Yeah. <laughs> Damn yeah. it. And a lot of blacks and whites. <laughs> it's yes or no's. <laughs> Woof. Ouch. That's true. <laughs> it's true. Paris, next time we're together, we should go get our uh, our birth charts read I would, by someone. I would love that. That would be really I would fun. That. I would love to do that. That would be yeah. super fun. Um, yeah, so mom, your night court, uh, Paris, summer court. What do you guys think for me? I feel so noncommittal, but that's also because I... I think you can... I think when we get the day court books, we'll have a, a better idea. But mm-hmm. I think day court is a good pick for you, actually. You're not a nighttime creature. You don't like to go out and be out all late at night just to go outside at night. Mm-hmm. I like to be inside at night. You don't like to do bad things. You want to be a good girl. I do. Fallon likes to be praised. You like to be good things and be praised for them. None of that happens in the night court. (laughs) That's true. You have to have a lot of self-agency and be okay with people hating you. And I like everyone to like. With the exception of Valeris, I feel like those people are insulated and they're not. Probably most of them have never actually been to the um, Hume City. Fair. Mm -hmm. Fair. So it could be that you're just one of the artists in the. There. In the yeah, I think I visit the quarter. I visit the color. What is it? The court of no, the quarter. The color. Oh, bright. I don't colorful. It's been it's been two years. I haven't. We need to reread these books. (laughs) I cannot wait, dude. I'm so excited. I'm gonna buy the new series, like the new um, uh, covers. The new yeah, those are gonna look awesome in a set. Okay, so moving forward for uh, the foreseeable future. Um, I'm going to buy the, the book. Oh, I have it. The one you just said, I have it on my phone. Blood and Ash? Yes. I'm going to buy yes. that on my Kindle and I'm going to okay. start reading that and okay. I'm excited to talk about it. I am really excited too. Yeah. I will get on that. I will get mine and we will all do it. We will keep in touch on our. And the Dark Tower series. I'm going to like highly recommend okay. you guys dig into that together mm. because it is not only is Roland maybe the richest character I've ever read. He's so rich. He's so full of, like, there's so much. In everything that he does, there is meaning and depth. Like, there's, he doesn't do anything without depth. But there's also a lot of really interesting metaphysical and spiritual ideas in this Western book. Cool. It touches in with the legends of Arthur. It touches in with... Kemetic science legends, which is like, Kemet is what we now call Egypt. So there's a, there's like, it's just deep. It's deeper than Atlantis. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Shit. I love that. Shit. Well, then I will definitely read it once we get to Pittsburgh. I think it's, we have like stuff packed up. So yeah, of course. Yeah. When yeah, we yeah. get so, there, I'll read them. I, and, and they're will... fun, juicy, dirty reads too. Like yeah. dirty <laughs> shit goes down. There's nasty shit. You're like, Ooh, that was so fucked up. Like it's. It satisfies all the all the all the flavors. Yeah, I really like it, and so I will uh, I will hold off, and so we could read together if you'd want to do that, Paris. Yeah, I mean, well, I don't want to deprive you of like reading the book that you. No, it looks like we already have. Uh, I got to read the Good Luck Girls, and I got to read um, Blood and Ash from Blood and Ash. As okay. Well, so. well, good. Well, yeah. Then save them for when I get to Pittsburgh. I'll start reading them in August. Yay! Awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Super fun. Thanks for coming, Mom. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> okay, bye, Paris. All right, bye.